0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Happy Monday, Marijuana Day, Four twenty. I'm not quite sure how that became that, but look for a sale, I suppose, right? Disney is going to lay off. No, Disney's going to suspend pay of 100,000 workers. That's a lot. COVID-19 concerns continue to be very, very real. COVID, or Disney's probably suspending employees in theory because of COVID exposure issues. Their theme parks are incredibly soft-bellied and exposed right now. Boeing is talking to GE, and GE makes a lot of jet engines, and GE is saying, well, their leasing subsidiary has canceled orders for 69 of Boeing 737 MAX aircraft. That's not good news. People's Bank of China lowered its one-year loan prime rate, 20 basis points, to 3.85%. Disney and Boeing both downgraded today by Wall Street firms. Disney's a big company on the Dow, on the S&P 500. It's a big psychological company that we look at. Trying to offset some of this, things that we're looking at that we don't like, Congress is getting ready for another round of stimulus, $370 billion bill that would provide an additional $310 billion for payroll protection programs, and another $60 billion for the economic injury disaster loan programs. A lot getting done on these bills that I would say is leaning towards the Democrat, I don't want to say angle, that that doesn't sound quite right, but something along those lines. Agenda? Steve Mnuchin is negotiating in lieu of Donald Trump, and he seems to want to get stuff done. Showing me the importance of having a Treasury Secretary with Wall Street experience doesn't hurt in a scenario like this. Then again, the stock market should not be the only reflection we have of what's COVID-19 is damaging and changing. A lot of jobs are tied towards Wall Street and how Wall Street reacts, and that's kind of what we're pointing at right now. Um, Friday was one of those crazy days, and we come to Monday. The s 500 was strong on Friday, up 24.7% for the month. That's unbelievable, just so you know. Um, today, we're getting a drop. We're not giving back all of it, but today the story has changed. The story today is oil. The WTI crude oil contract expires tomorrow. Is down 38% to $11.35 a barrel. It had been down earlier more. Speculators are throwing in the towel on a rebound in crude prices before they have to take physical delivery. There's a phrase in oil that there's a lot of oil on the water waiting. What that implies, in case you can't jump to the conclusion, is that uh, there's a lot of oil in tankers, and it's heading towards refineries, and the refineries don't have anything to do with it. Can't can't do anything with it. So this is pretty interesting. This is a turn of events that... Um, Is dramatic. Despite OPEC's unprecedented cuts earlier um, in the month, they didn't really take effect until later in the month. And that's where we all have kind of like these issues, I I guess is the right way of saying it, with trying to figure out what's going to happen. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call if you have to. Uh, We're talking markets today, and oil in particular. The Dow is dropping as oil takes a dive. Um, Taking a look at why oil fell, we can explain it, but it's going to be one of those issues that Just building up in the pipelines is is probably the easiest way to communicate it in radio format. Oil stocks are getting hit hard. Exxon Mobil down 5.4%. Halliburton, which reported earnings and announced new budget cuts, also down 6.7%. The drop in West Texas oil can be partially explained by technical trading patterns. So this is going to snap back on a, a level. Oil may be choppy over the next couple days as traders are dealing with the focus of the shift to new contracts in June, which were trading at $22.43 and had higher volume than the, the contract in May, which is kind of implying oil should rebound. But I'm not going to take anything for granted right now. Bottom line is pipelines have nowhere to put crude if they have to, nowhere to offload it. People are using a lot less oil in the past because of the stay-at-home orders around the country. Demand is down roughly 20 to 30% around the world. Oil refiners, which take crude and turn it into products like gasoline and plastics, don't want to pay for crude if there's no market for gasoline or jet fuel because no one's driving or flying. One of the more interesting angles here is, is now is the time for countries like the United States to stockpile oil when it's $30 or $20 or $10 a barrel, not when it's 40 50 or 60 little further stories out there today. Facebook is starting up a web gaming service similar to what Amazon has and YouTube has, uh, so you can watch people streaming video games. They've been testing it for about 18 months in other markets. And they just said, let's roll it out in the United States tomorrow. So as we're staying home, we're logging more hours watching Twitch and playing Twitch. Not playing Twitch, but logging Twitch and playing on Twitch. Servers and cameras that can watch us that entertain others playing video games. You also get an entertainment angle. But that's not a surprise that um, Facebook's saying, you know what? We have the data. We can see people are watching more of the stuff. And we've actually tested a service that let's roll it out. Let's see if we can't get some more sticky eyeballs. read a real good uh, book on Instagram over the weekend. And the founders of Instagram... Catch Rob Black, Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money bad. live on the Bay Area with Airwaves. Facebook Weekday mornings from to 7 8. to 9 on AM 1220 <laughs> KDOW. Like know, I, I believe, and streaming live on the cynical. KDOW radio but, app or uh, KDOW.biz. Jealous, his jealousy that their product was better than his product. Facebook bought Instagram. Um, one of the rare companies that has been acquired in the world for over a billion dollars. With It had like 10 employees or something crazy. It was very, very tightly run. Um, But yeah, who knew that Zuckerberg would be jealous? (laughs) Now he's rolling out programs, products that oddly enough mimic other people's products. See a pattern here? Bill Gates used to do it in the 90s as well. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money investing and more. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them my way. Big picture, we're dealing with when does the economy get back to work? What does it look like? We're not dealing with inflation issues or questions at this time, maybe down the road. We're worried about deflation as we're seeing the price of oil deflate because there's no demand. What if Apple has 2 million phones on their hand and there's no demand? What will they do? They'll deflate the price of it to get it pushed because that iPhone 11 becomes old when the iPhone 12 is slated to come out. Deflation is a very, very bad thing. In my opinion, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The markets got a dose of an oil collapse. Oil drops to a 22-year low. Now, there's a a number in there that's important: the 22-year low. Most of my listeners are probably between the age of 25 and 65. I know you're saying, "Well, that's a big guess, there, Rob." Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule out schoolchildren today. You've seen oil this low. It's happened in your lifetime. It's just shocking that it happened again in your lifetime. It's happened in my investment lifetime. I remember, you know, airlines, you know, Steady airlines 25 years ago. How do these companies work? What does it look like? What's their cost structure? What's their legacy costs? And uh, the price of oil is a big one for them. Not so much the you know the price of a stewardess, mm-hmm. not so much. But when you start factoring in the the lawyer, uh, not the lawyers, but the I guess you could factor in the lawyers, right? You know, I just got some lawyers. Do you remember the good old days when we'd talk about like uh, United sitting in security, drag off, kicking and screaming at a customer, <laughs> and like those were the good old days of, of financial news. Now we got this. Over the in coronavirus cases topped 2.3 million globally. Death toll rose above 164,000. U.S. confirmed cases totaled more than 755,000. Governor Andrew Cuomo, still in the news, said that his region was past the high point of the pandemic. Death toll rose by 507 on Saturday or well below the levels of 700 daily deaths that were reported about a week ago. Over the weekend, the Trump administration outlined a three-phase plan for states to each gradually bring businesses and other daily operations halted during the pandemic back online. Northeast states have extended their social distancing measures to at least May 15th. Distancing seems to be able to help keep new corona cases in check, but we're still uh, dealing with a staggering number. 22 million individuals have filed for unemployment insurance over the past four weeks. It's a lot to, a lot to chew on this weekend. And then we get, boom, a massive oil drop. <laughs> Even after the weekend, we got another $300 billion plus to go for the Paycheck Protection Program. This is kind of important that we're lining up the things. You know, um, a couple weeks ago, I said, well, we did get... You're looking for flags that enough is behind us. A couple weeks ago, we got an activist investor, Bill Ackman, who said, if the government doesn't do something, this is going to be hell on earth. That's very dramatic. Then we got the markets on Friday the 13th just plummeting. Like, whoa, did we just lose 10% in a day? And the answer was yes. Now, oil plummeting is another, believe it or not, it's a good sign in the long run, it's kind of showing you, let's A, get this out of the way, and B, see if we can live with it. And guess what? By the end of the day, we're going to decide that we do we choose life over saying, well, oil at $12 a barrel is just going to ruin me forever, and I'm just going to go jump off a, a building. Stay in one-story buildings, stay, people. Stay in one-story buildings. We will get through this. But again, it's another thing the market's dealing with. Good times, as I like to say. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Now, Mnuchin's saying the Democrats are close to another deal for $500 billion, not $350 billion, as I earlier incorrectly brought up. Oil below $12 a barrel. Storage is filling up. Demand is vanishing. It does not take a rocket scientist. Uh, even if you don't go out and drive, play with your maps And see what your old drive to work would be. And you'll be like, whoa, there's no traffic out there. California deaths from the outbreak rose as L.A. drops from record highs of their death. California reported 94 new deaths from the coronavirus outbreak Sunday, marking an increase after Gavin Newsom said the state may may not be close to loosening measures imposed to curb the spread. California added 1,370 cases. 87 new deaths on Saturday. So Newsom saying the state not quite out of the woods, despite some improving signs. I feel like it's been a month since this has all started, because it has been, right? And it feels like uh, Northern California was shut down a little bit earlier than Southern California. L.A. County said 24 new deaths were reported Sunday. It had its highest fatality count so far at 81 on saturday so i think we're making some progress but it's not looking like other bell curves that got squashed ours is still stubbornly high when you see how flat china got theirs and again maybe i should just shut up because as soon as i say that half of you are like we don't trust china when we see how flat South Korea's spell curve has gotten. Well, maybe we don't trust South Korea either. Okay, I can't talk. I can't do a show anymore if <laughs> that's going to be the case, right? Shake Shack's going to return its entire ten million dollars that the United States government loan gave them. That was probably a good publicity thing to do. U.S. government was handing out money for restaurants and small businesses, and Shake Shack said, "We'll take that." But Shake Shack the business is not Shake Shack the franchisee. So Shake Shack the business should give it back and let the franchisees tap into that money, so to speak. Showing you that there's abuses in the systems. And before they got called out on it, uh, they fixed it. Or they made an attempt to fix it. But you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Taking a look at the markets, the Dow is down 357. We did open up nearly down 600. Um, So, that's down 1.4%. The Nasdaq's down one quarter of 1%. So, Nasdaq's barely down. SP and p down 1%. But the Dow has a big oil company on it called Exxon, and that's pulling them down. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Not as bad of a day as it could have been. I know we're not out of the woods yet. We're only an hour into trading. But the collapse in oil, it's dramatic. And it's one of those things that we say we need. And maybe I can give you an example of a spouse or a girlfriend or, you know, when the relationship's bad, you kind of need a couple things. You need that blowout fight. You kind of need that. You're finding yourself in this ridiculous thing, yelling at someone about a CD, something that costs 12 bucks or about who's going to keep Netflix and who's going to lose it. And you're like, this is pathetic. This is so far beneath me. You have to have these moments of realization. United's a big one today. And I'm not saying oil. I'm saying United. United and oil are big stories today. United Airlines said that they've lost 2.1 billion on pre-tax basis. In the first quarter of 2020. Now, COVID, for as best as I can remember, and history is going to rewrite itself in my head, it seems like we've kind of started slowing down our travel, maybe mid-February, likely March 1. But for United to come out and say $2.1 billion in the first quarter when the whole first quarter wasn't even covered, that's a big ouch. They said they earned $8 billion in revenue in the first quarter, down 17% from the first quarter of 2019. They said virtually all the losses in the quarter came in March as the outbreak reached pandemic status. Airline said that on an adjusted basis, the loss was about $1 billion. The gap is about another billion in special charges. Therefore, you get a billion in operations and a billion in special charges. Special charges could be a variety of things, um, severances. United has already cut its capacity about 90%. As the virus brings travel to an almost complete stop around the world, revenue is essentially halted, with cargo operations and ticket sales for essential workers failing to make up the loss of business and leisure travel. Good thing they're shipping a lot of toilet paper, and good for them that toilet paper doesn't weigh much, right? Which weighs more, a ton of bricks or a ton of toilet paper? Well, they're the same, but don't tell anyone, right? So, American Airlines could be staring down a bankruptcy as the coronavirus pandemic unwinds the airline industry company, J.P. Morgan is warning. Now, I just said United seeing a drop of 90%, and American Airlines is looking at potentially bankruptcy. By 2021, and I think what we're going to try to do here is we're going to model, where were we in 2019 Maybe we get back there in 2021 or 2022, and we say, we expect to be back to 75% of 2019 levels is the best case scenario in 2021. And analysts are quick to look at the revenue. If they only get 75% of the revenue that they had, and uh, they get to bail by the the U.S. government and the um, bankruptcy. In a best-case scenario, warming weather and slowing case growth result in demand returning to pre-outbreak trend mid-2021. Worst-case scenario is the resurgence of the virus in the fall. Effective suspensions of flying again. Deterioration of airlines' finances. A friend of mine just flew home. He um, got engaged about a month ago on a cruise. (laughs) This is awesome. Then he decided, well, I better stick around with her for a while because it may be a while before I see her again. And then flew home to Chicago this weekend. Five people on his plane. Five people on the plane. Now, you can't run a business like that. There's no way. You can't put an airplane in the air for that. It's a big old bus that goes room and you don't want it to fall out of the air. If it falls out of the air, it makes things worse. The federal CARES Act has offered up to $29 billion in loans to help airlines weather the crisis. An additional $29 billion in payroll grants to continue paying workers through at least September, albeit generally less than they were making before the crisis. And you've already seen a best-case scenario getting us only back to 75% of where we were in 2019, so I'm sorry that 29 billion. If you don't fire anyone until September, that's lovely. It just means people are going to be fired in September. There's not going to be a way around this. The airline industry is going to look different in a year. You either accept, you know, aid at this point in time, or you instantly go bankrupt. Assuming the airlines are an expensive business, it's very expensive to to operate. So, if you assume the crisis of reduced travel demand lasts beyond September 30th, which analysts, airlines, and epidemiologists are all increasingly expecting, airlines will have warned that staff reductions would be practically unavoidable at that point. So, the airlines aren't out yet. And last week, we learned that Berkshire Hathaway had sold $390 million of Delta and Southwest. You want to see that the other way around. So, this is the other shoe that hits the airlines right now. Um, If they get back to 75% capacity, that's not going to be enough to service debt. And there's going to be a second bailout, or there's going to be mergers and acquisitions, or there's going to be private equity coming in like Warren Buffett and buying a whole airline. And then he'll come in and say, I'm firing people, or he won't do it himself. He's a good guy, right? Walmart just announced today, effective today, all workers in their stores have to have masks on. And to me, that's almost like, how is that not the case already? And then I forget, Walmart's a big company. And parts of the country, very not much so affected as of yet. But again, it shows you that your own backyard, you're seeing things differently because everywhere I go, <laughs> everywhere I go in California, uh, you're seeing people with masks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. A lot going on in the markets today. In particular, oil is a big story. As we woke up and we saw one contract, the front-end contract, fall aggressively. The back-end contract called the month out, not as bad. But also, come on, anytime oil's under 30, there's something wrong, right? It's like the 10-year treasury under 3.5%. So oil drops to a twenty-two year low. In theory, that's gonna help airlines when they when they do start to fly again. In reality, they don't have the money to be buying the oil right now and holding on to it. It's almost crushingly sad when you think of it that way. 516 um, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to each calls in the air. It's not that bad of a day. The NASDAQ's down one third of a percent. I would take that after the month of May that we've had so far. April. April. Sorry, I got one month ahead. I went in the future, Rob just came back to me and said, You're gonna have a great month of May. And he didn't actually say that. But um it could have happened. <laughs> Maybe it did when I fell asleep. But I'm seeing some winners out there today, like AMD is a little bit of a mover header. Um, and it's nice. That's nice. A tsunami of bankruptcies are expected to wash away America's retail sector as we know it. Wow, there's a lot of like just discouraging news. I would not want to be an old folks' home owner right now because the stories you're hearing coming out of old folks' homes are people are going bankrupt – or not bankrupt, but people are being locked up. Um, I've got a friend who's got two parents in the same old folks' home, so it's kind of like senior living. Won't let them out of the home on their own. They have to have an escort to walk around the grounds to make sure they're not contracting if they want to come back in because they've turned into little death traps, old folks' homes. Um, I went through a screenplay about an old folks home, and uh, it was in the vein of the movie Heathers. And that's all I'm going to tell you. Because <laughs> I was proud of it, but um, it did not get produced. Anyhow, I digress. 800-516-1220. Um, J. C. Penney's, Macy's, Sears, companies that were looking like they were going to vanish before this, they're still going to vanish. And this may accelerate it. And it's not lost on me that, you know, everything that we've been complaining about the millennials, um, you know, oh, they don't go to restaurants anymore. They just order in. Well, now the whole world's ordering in, and maybe they ushered in (laughs) the infrastructure for that. Right? Can we give them some credit? No. But some retailers are going to go bankrupt. Um, And we kind of need to hear a couple of them. To say, yeah, we kind of thought that was going to happen. Will it be a big one? Will it be one that we don't see coming? Um, What will the retailers do with inventory when they go back? So, don't forget, when we went into lockdown, it was winter. When we come out, it's going to be spring or summer, right? There's going to be a lot of clothes that just don't quite look right, that they're going to have to dump, and take losses on. J.C. has decided to skip an interest payment. They're struggling. I don't see how they get out of this. And then that turns into mall reits. Mall reits are going to have to accelerate the closure of stores in the future with more restaurants and more living areas. So the millennials can buy a four hundred thousand dollar condo on top of a mall that's rich with restaurants, but not rich with J.C. Penney's, um, because millennials like that. Carry out food. Anyhow, you see how this is all kind of tying together. Uh, things have not aged well in retail, and the pandemic is making shopping malls look weird with no parking, but lots of parking spaces. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm black talking all things financial money investing into more. The US economic slump, to say the least is rippling. And I saw how one university is like really stressed out about it. Clemson, um, they're expected to take millions and millions of dollars losses. They see a big revenue drop on a sports budget that grew. Now, again, when we're talking about colleges and sports budgets growing, they, there's a little bit of our, aren't colleges meant for something else, like education? Uh, my neighbor's kids, we did the one of those little socialize in the driveway, just to pick each other's brains a little bit. His kids are back home, and he doesn't expect either one to go back in the fall. He's completely uh, preparing one major university like a Harvard saying, we're not going to open campus next year. We're just doing it all online. And suddenly you're going to see the whole nation kind of fall in line with that. So if you think Zoom conferences are done, like, woo, we've hit our peak. Uh-uh. There's more to ride out in this. Now, the sports angle in colleges, that's going to be a fun one to watch unfold. Because it doesn't it, – me and my producer weren't fighting But we were kind of like said, I wonder if peak travel is going to come back in 2021. I wonder if it's going to be 2022. What do you think you're going to travel again? I'm going to tell you when I'm going to travel again. Uh, And we're just comparing stories. I think uh, that's a a small way of starting to think of what will things look like in the future. And I'll tell you the answer is we don't know. We don't know how fast we get back to where we want to get back to. Keep in mind, we're just now coming to terms that a lot of people died in New York and a lot more will. Uh, But we're already starting to think of, "Eh, when when do I get to fly and what's that look like? I can imagine when we do fly again, 100% of the people on the flight will have to wear masks. When you buy a ticket, they're going to figure out a way to charge you $4 for a mask that cost $1, and they're going to keep the margin, and they're going to say... Here's a mask for your your, your uh, safety, and as well as the safety of everyone on board. Please put it on. like, okay. Now, does that mean when the booze cart comes around, like, I, I won't be able to get booze because I'll have to take it off? Maybe. Okay, how does that affect booze sales kind of thing? And um, how does that affect uh, people who are taking, I don't know my medications very well, which tells you I don't take a lot of medications. Is it Zantac? Zantac's stomach. How does that affect my uh, my happy pill that I take before I get on a plane for anxiety? See, I don't do that. You know what's interesting about um, taking antidepressants? They really mess up your chance of ever getting life insurance. A lot of people who've taken antidepressants, the, the drug medication is so powerful. Or, I mean, I'm not talking medicine here. I'm not pulling a Dr. Phil on you. But some people are killing themselves on antidepressants. So um, maybe it's because they're depressed to begin with. Maybe it's, uh, the drug makes it a little more of an emotional roller coaster. But it's tough to get life insurance once you've, you've admitted to taking anything like that. Um, and I happen to know because I got life insurance. And one of the trick things was uh, have you ever taken an antidepressant? So, not, not trick, but answering that kind of is a big strike. You can still get it, but it's a big strike. So having your parents die before age 60 when you go for life insurance is also a big strike because you have basically precedent, which brings up the next thought, the next idea, the next concept is we still need to remember things life, like life insurance right now. If we've learned nothing, it's that people can randomly die in random situations. I saw a Broadway actor lose his leg due to complications with the coronavirus. I'm like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. And if you're a Broadway actor, you probably need two legs to get around the stage to dance and sing. That has to be a shock to his family and their income. Hopefully, he's got really good disability or he has disability insurance because his ability to earn cash the old-fashioned way that he was trained to do it might be over. Then again, I know there's probably some one-legged Broadway stars, and I should shut up before I say something stupid. Oil prices are crashing today. Um, We need to go through some bankruptcies. I don't think the market has put in a definitive bottom. I think it's put in one that it's playing with. The month of April was a big improvement over the month of March. And even today, when oil was slated to open and pull the markets down 600, I said to my sugar booger, sugar, or Miss Booger, I said, it's going to be a rough open, but probably not as bad as what we we're seeing in March. And it was a rough open, and oddly enough, the Dow is now back to almost, it's on, down under 1% versus down 3% at the open. The NASDAQ's in positive territory, and the S P and p 500's down just one half of 1%. Um, we're getting bad news out there. Companies like United are saying, we've lost millions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Bad news is in store, and yet somehow the market's showing a little bit of resiliency. A characteristic I love in human beings. Tenacity, loyalty, honor, resilience. Um, They mean a lot more to me than some of the typical benchmarks. Oil sits at $10.90 a barrel, and all I can say right now is, oh, It's been a long time since I've seen oil that cheap. 22 years ago, to be exact, I was a younger man. And uh, let's just say that we're probably looking at gas at $1 in parts of the United States, if not under. On one hand, that's lovely and wonderful. On the other hand, it shows you the signs of distress. Um, Americans can't produce oil at $10 a barrel. So, if it costs us 25 to produce a barrel at 10, we're either going to lose money or we're going to lose jobs. Guess which one we're going to lose? Jobs. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Thank you for listening to the show. I know you have options. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.